Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The FT. Brian Green, your new book, The Hidden Reality, is a wonderful, mind-blowing account of multiple universes and multiple manifestations. Do we take it that most scientists, most cosmologists, believe that there are multiple universes in some shape and form? Many cosmologists, many physicists recognize that our most refined mathematical attempts to understand the world around us, the stars, the galaxies, everything that we can see, those mathematical investigations are suggesting the possibility of universes beyond the one that we are familiar with. And we've learned that math really can be a gateway toward reality. So we are willing to take these ideas seriously, but we don't believe them until there's observational or experimental evidence. Before we go into the different variants of other universes there might be, perhaps we should start with a definition. What is a universe? In the old days, which means like a couple of years ago, universe meant everything, every star, every galaxy, the totality, the whole shebang. So the very notion of more than one universe would seemingly be a contradiction in terms. The recent investigations, though, are suggesting that what we thought to be everything in the past may actually be a small piece of something far bigger. And that far bigger thing has been given a new name, the multiverse, multiple universes, because there can be realms out there that should rightly be called universes if the one that we see around us has that name ascribed to it as well. So how do we make the distinction between different universes? The definition that allows us to distinguish the different universes in a given multiverse depends sensitively on which multiverse proposal we're talking about. So there are some variations in which the other universes are just so far away that we don't have contact with them. There are other variations in the multiverse theme where other universes can be hovering a millimeter away from us, but in another dimension. And that's why we don't see it. And other variations of the theme, they're simply many big bangs, giving rise to many universes like the one that we see here. And we might have contact with those universes. So it depends very much on which proposal we're talking about. Your book goes through nine broad proposals without taking up too much time. Can you run through the menu of possibilities? One of them comes from the possibility that space goes on infinitely far. And if it does, it turns out that one can establish with pretty basic reasoning that there are realms way out there in space where the comings and goings in that realm mirror the comings and goings in this universe of ours. You and I are having this conversation out there in a distant realm of the cosmos. Another variation of the theme does come from the Big Bang Theory. We've tried to understand that in great detail in recent times and have come to the conclusion that the Big Bang may not have been a unique event. So on and on, as you described, there are nine that I go through in the book if you like, I can run through the rest, but that gives you a flavor we of the kind. The and there's one different sort which you haven't mentioned, which I, it seems distinct from reading your book, which is that the quantum multi-worlds 
in that here and now, every possibility that's happening in this universe is diverging in all possible directions. How does that fit into the rest? In quantum mechanics, the new idea that this theory forced upon us is that the best you can do in physics is not predict how things will be, but the likelihood that things will be one way or another. In the time of Newton, basically we learned, according to his way of thinking about the universe, if you tell me the state of the world right now, I will predict the state of the world in five minutes or an hour with absolute certainty. But in quantum physics, that turns out to be wrong. That's an approximation. We learn in quantum physics that you tell me the state of the world now, and I can predict there's a 10% chance that things will turn out this way, 30% that way, and so forth. Many possibilities allowed by the quantum mathematics. When we've studied the following problem, however, we've come to the possibility of multiple universes. How do you go from the many possible outcomes to one definite reality? And we are struggling still 100 years later to resolve that. But the quantum multiverse suggests that every possibility allowed by the laws of quantum physics is realized in its own separate realm. No matter what the laws of quantum physics allow, each possibility is realized. Now, you said at the beginning that none of this is proved. Could we, within our lifetimes, get a better idea about whether any of these ideas are true. I absolutely hope so. One in particular that I'm most fond of because it's a multiverse proposal that may receive experimental support in the shortest time frame comes from string theory in my own field of research. There's a version of the multiverse we've not discussed called the brain multiverse. That's B-R-A-N-E. And it comes to the word membrane. The idea in string theory is that everything we know about may take place on a giant membrane, a three-dimensional membrane. It turns out we call it a three-brain. The two-dimensional version is easier to think about. Imagine that our universe is like a huge slice of bread. Every star, every galaxy is on that slice of bread. The math of string theory suggests that there could be other slices of bread out there, other brain universes floating, if you will, in a grand cosmic loaf. How would we test this strange idea? Well, the Large Hadron Collider in Geneva, Switzerland, slams protons against protons at fantastically high speed. And the math shows that the debris created from those collisions can, in principle, be ejected off of our universe, off of our sheet of space, off of our membrane, into the wider cosmos. If that happened, how would we know? The debris would take away a little bit of energy which means there'd be less energy left on our brain universe for our detectors to measure than there was energy just before the collision. Little missing energy signatures at the Large Hadron Collider, which physicists are now looking for, could be evidence that we live on one of these giant membranes, that there are other membrane universes out there. It would be very exciting if that were indeed proven. Spectacularly exciting. What do you think of the odds of something like that. It's so hard to speak of odds in in this context because no one really has a crystal ball as to how things will unfold in physics. And frankly, that's what adds to the excitement. It could be that tomorrow the data establishes this. It could be five years. It could be never. And we just press on with our mathematical investigations, constantly trying to link them up with some experiment or some observation, because however good math has been in the past, you can't believe math as a description of reality until it is confirmed observationally. And what about the proposal of an infinite universe, so that, as you say, somewhere that we can't ever reach, the same interview is going on? 
in terms of how you would experimentally establish this. The aspect of this that's testable is more the reverse. It's in principle possible to establish that the universe is not infinite in size. If the universe is finite in size, imagine you were to go out in a spaceship and head out into space. Either you would keep on going forever, that's the infinite version, but the alternate possibility is you might go out for a while and then circle back to your starting point, sort of like a similar journey on the surface of the Earth. Now, how would you know if space was finite in that way? Well, distant starlight, if it was traveling to our eyes, some of it could enter our eyes, but some of it could pass by us, circle all the way around the universe and enter our eyes a second time, which means there would be multiple images of single objects in the night sky. And astronomers have looked for these signatures. As yet, we have not found any. But if they were found, that would be evidence that space is not infinite, ruling out that particular multiverse that comes from an infinite spatial expanse. So finally, what would you say to people who say that your book, Hidden Reality, is really just a giant scientific fantasy? Well, I would tell them that they need to read it. Because this book is not a multiverse manifesto. This book is taking a hard, critical look at the possibility that there are other universes out there, in part because it's a very exciting subject, in part because it is now a focus of the research of many physicists who are mainstream, but also because this could be the greatest upheaval in our understanding of reality ever if these ideas are correct. But the book is not claiming that these ideas are true. It's asking, what will it take to make these ideas scientific? That really is what the book is about. Having enjoyed it very much, I would endorse your call for people to read it. Thanks very much, Brian. Thank you. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts.